Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we are in Port Rush for the 148th Open Championship, where we're joined by legendary journalist and Golf Monthly editor at large Bill Elliott, who will talk about the impact of the Open taking place in his home country. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name's Tom Clark and I am joined by two Elliots today. I have Elliot Heath, who is always with us. But also, I am very happy to say, I'm. we're also joined by Bill Elliott, who is the Golf Monthly Editor-at-Large and has been to several Opens in the past. Is that true, Bill? I've been to one or two. I think last time I remained sober enough to count them all up. It was a I think I'm 45. It might be 46. It's open to some uh, debate. That's 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 a few. That's a few. Um, Hello, Tom. Uh, thanks uh, for welcoming uh, me. That's fine. Um, I did welcome you. Hang on a minute. I was just about to ask you a question, Elliot. Okay. Which is, how many Opens have you been to? This is my third. So, so be- between the two of you, we haven't quite reached we 50. We haven't got to 50. But I've been to a few, so yeah, we have got 50. Oh, right. between, between us, we've been to more than <laughs> We've 50. been to a few. We've been to a few. And we are in Port Rush. We... Uh, all sound probably a little bit tired because we've all been up really early, got a flight over this morning and then had the drive over from Belfast, which takes about, what, an hour? And, uh, yeah, and we're in our in our lovely little house for the week, which is really close to the harbour. We can see... Bill, you can see the sea from your window, can't you? Well, I can see the sea, but more importantly, I can see the harbour bar. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah, the Guinness will be getting warmed up, and I'm, I'm sure we'll... Or cool down, or whatever it does. And uh, I'm sure we'll be having a few of them over the, over the week. And we are here for the 148th Open Championship... The first time that it has been uh, held in Northern Ireland since 1951? Correct, yeah. yeah. Max yeah. Faulkner won 68 years ago. The Englishman, who sadly is no longer with us. Indeed, that was his only major win, wasn't it? It was. So, um, yeah. so it's been really good, and we're going to be chatting this week about the Open, who we think is going to do well, um, why it's great that the Open has come back over to Northern Ireland. Bill was born in Northern Ireland, so he will be giving some great insight into that, I'm sure. Uh, but before we do that, we're just going to have a quick review of the weekend's action. Elliot, what happened last weekend? Um, Djokovic beat Federer. <laughs> Djokovic beat in Federer. A tie break. Yeah, that in was the good. Fifth set. That was awesome. Lewis Hamilton won the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, England won the World Cup, and that's why I am so high over today. Uh, but also, there was some golf, wasn't there? Was there? Yes. So you may have probably missed it within all the other stuff that was going on. Bernd Wiesberger won his sixth. European Tour title, Scottish Open. Yeah, beat uh, France's Benjamin Ebert in the... Your French the... accent is getting better and better. Elliot. Ah, merci. Um, Indeed. On the second play, I felt, at the Renaissance Club. Uh, it was a very good tournament. McElroy was kind of midfield, wasn't he? But there were some complaints that it wasn't a pure Lynx course. So it's a little bit parklandy, and maybe not the best preparation for this week. Indeed, yeah. It had, yeah. It's got a few runoff areas and stuff like that. And also, the scheduling was horrendous. Putting it on the same day as the Cricket World Cup final, the British Grand Prix and the Wimbledon final. So I don't think many of our audience would have actually watched it. No, no. And I think, Bill, can you remember the days where BBC used to have quite a lot of golf on and the millions of people that used to enjoy that? Now, we don't seem to get much at all, do we? 
No, we don't. We don't. And that's, and, and that's a great pity, uh, not just for the BBC, but uh, for golf itself, because uh, obviously that's where you get maximum audiences. I think, you know, um, Sky, who, who do the golf now, as far as most people are concerned, although the BBC will be doing highlights of this open. Indeed. Uh, but those are highlights. You're, you're not able to tune in. I think Sky do a fantastic job and they can allocate um, time to the sport that the BBC simply couldn't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great shame that when the BBC uh, formed, as it were, BBC Three or BBC Four, they had the opportunity, and there was a, there was a great move at the time, to make one of those channels a dedicated sports channel, mm -hmm. which in effect would have meant they would have had the time. I mean, not just for golf, but they would have done all sports on it, but it would have been dedicated sports. Anyway, in the end, that idea, unfortunately, didn't come to fruition. And in the end, Rupert Murdoch's and Sky's money won the day. And while those of us who choose to afford or can afford uh, to have Sky, uh, it means we see a lot more golf than we otherwise would do. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people, and I'm sure you are too, Tom. Absolutely. And you, and you, Elliot. You know, there are people who either can't afford or choose not to afford yeah. to do that. And the game has been lost now. Uh, I think that's approximately the best part of 30 years. So that's minimally three generations, um, a lot of whom, the majority of whom, will not have been exposed to golf and therefore um, perhaps a successor to Nick Faldo or Sandy Lyle uh, has been missed. Yeah. Almost certainly. I, oh, I think there's no doubt about that. And it's so important that whatever you sport, whatever you love, I think we always look back to when we were a kid and we used to watch it, whether it's the summer holidays or whatever. And yesterday, we had the tennis on BBC, we had Channel 4 obviously also got the, the, the Cricket World Cup final and had the Grand Prix as well. And that would have inspired someone, that would have inspired a, a youngster to take up that sport, whether it was one of, one of those three sports. And golf, unfortunately, did miss it. Now, we do have the chance this week to hopefully beat it, for it to be our week, because, yeah... We can be negative on it, on it, and it is true. It's just a shame that it's not on the, on the BBC. But this week, if, if there's someone out there who you think can inspire the next generation of golfers, as you said, who do you think that person is and who can, who can it be this week? Well, it's the same guy that it's been for the last 20-something years. It's Tiger Woods. Mm. You know, if, if, if Tiger Woods does really well uh, this, this week... Uh, uh, I don't think he's going to win. I don't fancy his chances of winning, but you never know. I never say never where Tiger Woods is concerned. But he is still the Pied Piper. Mm -hmm. He still, as, as the men in suits say, moves the needle. And not just moves the needle financially, he moves the needle emotionally as well. Yeah. And if, if anybody... Now, look, at the same time, it'd be great if a, young, if, if a younger guy won it... Um, I almost think Rory McIlroy still looks like a young guy, but he's not that young anymore. What's Rory? Twenty-eight, coming up twenty-nine. He's Thirty now. Yeah. Is he thirty? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so to a fourteen-year-old or a twelve-year-old, um, you know, Rory's quite an old guy now. Um, of course, he's not an old guy. But yeah, there's so, and maybe somebody else can emerge who's who's even younger. You would you would hope so, but Tiger would be the most important of all. Yeah, look at Matt Wolf last week. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago, he got 20 years of age. It was incredible. And it makes people like Justin Thomas, who are 25, and Spieth, who are 25, 
seem like they're veterans now and they've been around for so long. So it's really just a young man's game, isn't it? And Rory, at 30 years old, is a veteran. You have to say it. So Rory is not old, I'm going to, to say that. Because being a 37-year-old now, I wish I was 30 still. Elliot, you'll find that out when you've reached 30. But as um, Bill and I were just chatting outside, golf is such a great game because Bill, he had 23 points on the back nine the other week at Hankley Common. And it could be played by anyone of all ages. You look in this championship in, well, 10 years ago, Tom Watson nearly won at the age of 59. And we've got veterans like um, Lee Westwood this week, age 46. I quite fancy him to do well. You've got Poulter in his 40s, Mickelson, 49. So... Yeah, yeah. There's just so many ages that can play this game, too. And that, and that's that. why it's so frustrating, isn't it? That's why I think we get because it is such a big audience of people who actually can play it still. From you know, you could play it from six to 106, and there is such a you know wide. It's such a good sport because we love it because of that, especially with our handicap system as well. You can also compete against everyone as well, especially with the mental health struggles that today has and how hectic life is. To get out there in the nature for four hours, mainly sticking your phone in the bag, um, it's, it's just really good for your health, isn't it? I, I, sometimes. And like, I, I don't it depends, really, how, depends how many parts of Guinness you have afterwards, I think. <laughs> but I don't do any sport, and I regularly walk like five to ten miles a week, sorry, a weekend, just by playing golf. Yeah. So I would be massive if I didn't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the problems is that uh, you're right, even, even if you start playing golf at a young age, and I'd, look, I didn't start until I was in my 20s, um, because I played a lot of rugby and, and, and some football and other tennis and stuff, and I always felt that golf uh, was a game that I could play when I was no longer able to play proper games, athletic mm. games. Um, I, I, I don't think that anymore, but I, but I do think that if you are young enough, unless you've become really passionate about golf, you should play those other games while you can, Yeah. because there will come a point when you really can't play those games uh, effectively, but you can still play golf. That's a bit of a poor advert for golf, but it's, but it's how I feel. And the other problem is that um, given the way life is arranged now, that for men and women, uh, if you've played a lot of golf up until you're 30, you probably won't play a lot of golf again until you're 50 because you're too busy working, looking after children, doing stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it, golf's delight is the time it takes and the way it slows you down and the way in which you can enjoy your surroundings and enjoy the aesthetics of the game. Golf's problem is the time it takes. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's, it's a two-sided coin. There's a lot of pros to it, but there are some cons as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to move on to the Open Championship very, very soon. I'm just going to say there's two other things I wanted to chat about. Chat about. Dylan Fratelli winning his first PJ Tour event at the John Deere Classic. Elliot, he was, what, at university with Jordan Spieth, is that right? Yeah, he was on the Texas team, won the NCAA team event in 2012, and he held the winning part there. We saw the video on the, the uh, plane this morning, didn't we? Took his sunglasses and his hat off, and he just went absolutely crazy. But yesterday, he held the winning part, and he... he didn't really look like he smiled or celebrated. But, yeah, really good talent. South African, winning his first PGA Tour event, so I guess he'll base himself out there now. Uh, obviously got the final spot as well, so he's the, here this week. He's here this week as well. So and he's got a great brand name. 
Yes, <laughs> if you wish the brand. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then the other story that I wanted to touch on is someone you've already mentioned about mental health struggles, and actually, oh yes, Andrew Johnson at Beef, as most of you will know him as, um, he he had he did a really good interview last week. With uh, the U- no, it was yesterday. No, with the on the European Tour website about his mental health struggles and how much he's been really struggling. Um, with his game since suddenly becoming almost like a celebrity and, and all this. So it was fantastic to see him finish top five uh, at the Scottish Open. Um, that meant that he got, was that the last spot, the Open? Uh, I'm not sure, but he got one of the three, yeah, one, might yeah. have been the last one. Yeah, so incredible. It's great to see him. It, obviously, the Open Championship was also where he first really hit the headlines and, you know, he, Played really well. Where was that? That was at Troon. That was at Troon. That was at Troon, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but suddenly, this guy who was, you know, pretty much a, he was a good golfer, but he wasn't anyone that we really been taken, taken that much notice of. Suddenly, he just became a fan favourite, didn't he? And he got whizzed into this world of celebrity, and he was, he was sponsored by a burger company in America and stuff like that. But I think it affected his golf, didn't it? Oh, definitely. So I think his best ever world ranking was. 72. Mm-hmm. He'd won once on the European Tour at a small event, the Spanish Open, albeit it's got great history, but you know, lots of events have lost their prestige now with the money. Uh, and yeah, he just he shot to fandom, didn't he? He said in that blog that he was in a poll with Tiger Woods and he beat Tiger Woods in the poll. Like, who, which golfer do you want to see the most or something? So yeah, that can't be good for his head because he said he's just a normal bloke from Finchley, yeah. which he really is, and he's. He was like top five biggest stars in golf, wasn't he, for a couple of years? It is. It, it was mad, wasn't it? So um, it's really good that he's going to be here. He will be another guy who will get loads of support, I'm sure, from from the crowds here, especially when someone speaks so candidly about about how they're struggling. I think people are always really warm warm to them in that way, don't they? So uh, yeah, great interview after his round yesterday, where he was really struggling to fight back the tears. Yeah, and uh, it's just so genuine, and I think people can really relate to him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it, I, I th- sorry, Tom. That's, that's right. I, I think it's 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 almost well. It is a fact that he became a well, very well known, uh, a celebrity, if you like, before he became known as a golfer. Yeah, that's it. And, I, and that's the wrong way around, isn't yeah, it? That, and so I'm not saying that you inevitably end up with a depression or a mental health problem because of that. Although obviously it's a fact, but that is a cause, isn't it? It, it is yeah. a cause that, that that I think is a pity, but it's indicative of life today. You know? it, it, it is, and that's shown it. And hopefully, I'm really hopeful that he now really concentrates on his golf game because he's got some talent, and he's got some really good talent on links courses. He's done obviously well before, so. Elliot, do you think how well do you think he's going to do this week? I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, I don't think he's one to look out for. No. No. Do you not think he's an each way shot and maybe finish with the top ten? Possibly. Done it before. But then I, you could say that about fifty players. But no, I don't think he's going to win the Open this week. He's. Um, you put your head on the line there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, cool. And so let's talk about the Open and who we think is going to do well. So let's go back to last year, Francesco Molinari. Won his first major at Carnoustie. It was also where suddenly Tiger came back and Tiger started uh, uh, playing well in, in majors again. Obviously, he has then, of course, gone on to win the Masters. As mentioned at the start, this is the first time Port Rush has uh, hosted the Open since 1951. And they've had a bit of a redesign of some of the holes. Now, Bill, you've played played the old uh, style of Port Rush, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. 
And you, I think one of the things, although I've never played it, one of the, the comments that was always said was that the last two holes in particular were pretty bland holes. They were kind of just getting the golf course back to the clubhouse. And they've changed it all around now, haven't they? They have, yes. Um, I mean, when I played it, and I've only played it once, and I played it as part of my 60th, well, I like to say 60th birthday celebrations, other people might have different views, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought not only the, the last two, which were particularly relatively poor, and of course they seem even poorer because the ones you play before that are so good. Exactly, yeah. But also the opening holes, the, fir- the first two holes, I didn't think were, were, were that terrific. Mm-hmm. But the 14 in between those four, if you know what I mean, uh, are absolutely sensational, uh, and they and they have changed it. They've done the best thing they could do with those last two holes. They they're using that as where where they put the bars in the restaurants and and the other stuff that goes with goes with the open. Mm-hmm. It made logical sense uh, when they were thinking about how how, can, how where are we going to fit this open into. I tell you what, let's get rid of these two holes because we should have got rid of them years ago. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. I might say that when I when I criticised them now some fourteen years ago, I got quite a lot of uh, uh, both letters and emails criticising me for criticising them. So, I I, I feel sl- I feel vindicated yeah, at it. this at, at this point. Um, I, I so turned, so turned, they've so taken holes from the other course. People don't realise there are two courses. Yeah. Uh, um, there's the famous one, and then there's the other one. And they've taken a couple of holes from there, and they've they've incorporated those into the design. I haven't seen them yet. I'm greatly looking forward to seeing it. If they are in keeping, I'm sure they are. They're sure they will be. With those 14 fabulous holes, this is going to be one hell of a golf course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, up to eighth now in our latest top 100 from 13th, I think. Yeah, and that's the UK and Ireland um, golf yeah, course massive changes, boost. Yeah. I think it was Martin Ebert who did the changes. And the new seventh especially looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, the pictures are good. We cut, we haven't managed to get out to the course yet because we've, as I said, only just come to Portmush this morning. But that's, I think, one of the first places I'm going to go and run out um, and try and have a look at. Now, Bill, Portrush. We're in Portrush. We're in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. First time that the Open's been here since 1951. How much does it mean to Northern Ireland to have the Open back here? It, it means a huge amount. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a financial benefit from it. I, I've, you know, you get all sorts of estimates from the RNA, but certainly it's it's a, it's a, it's millions. So mm. there'd be a huge financial benefit, which Northern Ireland, as general, and Portsmouth, the Portsmouth, <laughs> uh, uh, this this particular area could could do with. Uh, it, we're only a very small country. In fact, we're not even a country. We're not sure what we are. <laughs> We're kind of UN protectorate that comes under the British flag. Um, it, it's it, it's hugely, but not just for you know not just for Northern Ireland, for for the island of Ireland, uh, because there'll be thousands of people coming up mm-hmm. uh, um, from the Republic of Ireland. Um, you know, it's only we're what sixty miles from Belfast, and Belfast is about fifty miles from the border. With you know, so it, it's it's nothing. It's like going from London. It's not even London to Birmingham. I mean, maybe, you know, that's the distances we're talking about. So this is something that not only is of enormous individual benefit for Northern Ireland and for this area, and if the weather is reasonably kind, will be a fantastically. Ad- tourism advert if you like yeah you know on top of uh, the uh, fame and that has been brought to this little place 
by Game of Thrones. Yeah. Now we've got the Open Championship. Yeah. And if it's a success, it's already going to be a financial success because, as we all know, it's the first sellout, as it were, mm -hmm. in tickets. You can't just pop up on the day and buy tickets, which you've been able to do at every other Open that's ever, that's ever occurred in my lifetime. Now it's, it's, as it were, the tickets are a sellout, or so they say. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to... F and the golf in Ireland is an all-Ireland game. It's like rugby. Yeah. You know, the, the golf union of Ireland is Ireland. It's not Northern Ireland and then the Republic of Ireland. It's all about just just the same as rugby. So it, it offers the chance to present once more a, a pleasant and attractive face to the world of, of a, a country, let's face it, that over the last uh, 50 years has not always had the best yeah. publicity and, and, quite, and quite rightly too. And I also think that ultimately, if this will be a success, I, I, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, but in your guys' lifetimes, I can see the RNA taking the Open to other countries. Mm -hmm. I can see it being in the Southern Hemisphere. Really? Why not? That's the last, how are we going to get there? We have to get another flight. <laughs> I you, have get, flight. you have to get up even earlier early and earlier. And it, no, I think you make a big, uh, make an amazing point. The Americans call it the British Open. Yeah, but it's the Open. It's the Open. That's the thing that we. I think, and this is the year which really yeah. puts it because we're we're not in Britain. Yeah, we're the, exactly. the United Kingdom, obviously. Exactly, but, and where the Americans, in terms of their golf, and by inclination, many of them, not all. Um, are by um, character and inclination insular. You know, this is an opportunity. This is the open. We talk about this being the people's major, if yeah, you yeah. like. You know, has the history and everything else. There's no reason why it has to stay. I'm not saying it would go every other, you know, but once every five, six, seven, eight years or whatever. Why not? Why couldn't it be in Spain? Mm -hmm. You know? Because there's why all links courses. <laughs> There's links courses There's links around the courses world. Explain. You find them, and it and it doesn't have to be on a links course. Why does it have to be on a links course? Just because it's always been on a links course? Why does it need to remain on the links? Ellie, course? Ellie, I must say you look shocked. You sh look shocked by these revelations that Bill's. I mean, I could see it perhaps going down to the Republic of Ireland, where they've got some of the world's greatest links courses as well. But that that's quite a claim there, Bill. I th but I think it's a fair, po a fair point, and yeah, it's, it's a global, it's a global game. We've been, and we've been chatting, we have chatted on po podcasts in the past about, you know, America has three majors, we have one over here. Why is, why shouldn't it be go out to it? And we've said, oh, should they start saying calling other tournaments ma majors? Which I don't think is going to work, is it? I think you need to get some of these majors, which are actual majors, out there. If you if you take somewhere like without without being daft, and I'm talking about in 25, 30 years' time, which mm -hmm. is why I say in your lifetimes and not mine. Um, but if you think of somewhere like India, the way in which India is economically growing and what have you, within the next fifteen to twenty years, in, uh, India will have a middle class, as we define middle class, mm -hmm. you know, white collar workers, for want of a better description, of approximately six hundred million people. Yeah. Six hundred million. Now, of those 600 million, if 10% of them decide to take up golf, which is quite likely uh, for various reasons, that's 60 million. That almost equals the present global golfing population. So if you have centres like that, something similar will probably happen um, with, with China, for example. So the, the opportunity 
to spread the, further spread the game, the opportunity to for the RNA to also earn money, not to line their own pockets, but the, the RNA uh, spend, as you know, a lot of the money, that's the profits that come from the Open Championship. They go to things like buying greenkeeping equipment for golf courses in, oh, I don't know, the last time I spoke, I spoke to some of the RNA, which is a number of years ago about this, they just bought some greenkeeping equipment for a golf club in Poland. <laughs> so there's all, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, of benefits to doing it. And I think we should be, continue to be, which kind of flies in the face of, the, of a lot of the current feelings with Brexit and so on, that the RNA should be, continue to be, as outward looking as they can be. It'd be a big move, and I take your, I take your point about the links causes and what have you, but you know, everything changes. Yeah, yeah. Everything. But, but back to this open, how important were the major victories from McDowell, Darren Clark, and Rory McIlroy in, in getting the open back to Northern Ireland? And Patrick Harrington. Yeah, so Ireland as a whole? Uh, Oh, enormous, enormous. I mean, look, do you think of Fred Daly, who was uh, my my dad when I was growing up in Belfast? My my dad was not a close friend, but he he knew Fred Daly. And Fred, of course, won won the Open Championship in 1940. And since then, we've had had good players and we've had characters and so on, but we haven't had a major. And then we had that. We had that spell. It, it, that it, glorious few years. It was just extraordinary. It's it was extraordinary, and this this is real David and Goliath stuff, because even even if you even if you take the north and the south and put us all together, there's still not many of us. There's one and a half million people in Northern Ireland. I think there's is there two and a half million or two million in in this. I mean, we don't we don't we maybe are the population of Manchester or Birmingham. That's it. Yeah. You know, and to for to supply, it's it's a tremendous, not just to the uh, natural talent and determination and hard work and graft of the players of the Irish players you've mentioned, but also to the golf union of Ireland in the way in which they've encouraged, developed, and the, and helped these young players, men, boys and girls, men and women, um, to try to achieve the best they can and end up in this case as major. I don't know if we we'll see it again. Will, is Rory going to win another major? I don't know. Yes. Who well, knows? But. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But who knows? Yeah, no, no. Well, exactly. That's absolutely true. And yeah, you look at the English winners in the last decade, the Welsh winners, the Scottish winners of majors, there really aren't that many. So Northern Ireland is was, more yeah. than worthy of... It was, it was incredible. Ha- Harrington, I think... His his uh, his not only his open win, but then obviously his defence, his mm. successful defence, mm. just inspired so many golfers from, from UK and Ireland. But then McDowell, I think McDowell said that he you know he always looked at Harrington as someone that he could really look up to, and that's helped him kind of be gritty and get over the line, especially when he won the US Open. And Rory's generational golfer, he's one of the best golfers in the world, and. We're ever going to see, um, and of course, Darren Clark's done so so much. And Darren Clark is hitting the first tee shot on Thursday. When we get round to it, that's obviously a great uh, great thing for him to be given, and someone obviously that's won the the Open, but obviously also done a lot for the European Tour and been of course a Ryder Cup captain as well. Do you think any of those guys are going to do actually any well this week? It's either a problem or an inspiration for them, and I'm thinking now, if you like, from Rory Downs. I think. Rory remains the most likely. Yeah, to of course. Do, yeah, know. his favourite with the bookies, eight to one, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's going. He, he's going to have just. Except, I mean, I've just walked walked around this little town 
uh, a bit anyway. And, you know, Rory's pictures in every other shop window, one way or another, as well as Graham McDowell's bag yeah, that, that. that you saw in a shop window. Um, so this, and, and, and Rory said it might have been a bit of kidology on his part that his focus for the only time this year was not on winning, trying to win the Masters, it was on trying to win this Open yeah. in Northern Ireland. Now that is either going to inspire him and the support he's going to receive is going to inspire him or it's going to destroy his chances. Yeah. There's probably nothing in between. It's the same for the others. And, 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 and the guy that I think could surprise us all, and maybe even win it, is Patrick Harrington, who I yep. think still retains the game to do it. And he's obviously won two open, so we know he can play. He can play links courses. And, and he, had a good, he had a very good round of golf the other day. I think he shot 63 or 64 yeah, at, he did. at yeah. the um, he did. Irish he did. Open. In, so. in the Irish Open at, at La Hinge. Um, it, it, it depends. Graham McDowell. I mean, you know, people underestimate Graham. It seems silly to say people underestimate somebody who's won the U.S. Open. Yeah. But they continue to underestimate uh, Graham, and not just for the fact that in the last few years he's he's gone down the world rankings, but he's shown in the way in which he qualified for this Open almost at the very last minute, or at least five minutes away from the last minute, mm -hmm. um, that he still has the passion, the belief, and the game to do it. And he may have one last great hurrah in it. And again, he may be lifted by the local people, or he may not. Uh, but the most significant Irish, Irish, uh, uh, not golfer, but the Irish in this Open might be Brooks Koepka's caddy. Yep, absolutely. We were going to come on to him. What's, what is Brooks Koepka's, if I could say it, Brooks, Brooks, I can't say it, you Brooks Koepka's caddies. That's hard to say. What is his name? Uh, Ricky Elliott. That's the so thing. He's Another six, Elliott as well. Yeah, so uh, he's got 65 around Royal Portrush. Yeah. I think Brooks Koepka... Should be the favourite. McIlroy actually is, but with the bookies. But going back to Jumac, wouldn't that be one of the best stories in sport? Winning the Open Championship in his hometown yeah. for the first. But McDowell is from Portrush. If people didn't know that, yeah, we have. We've actually done a feature several years ago when yeah. it, after he'd won the uh, Open, where we actually came here with a photographer and took loads of photos of him around the place. Were you hit? You were, you, were, you didn't no. interview, no. I think no. it might have been Jez. But, um, no, um, but so we got some great photos of him around the town and he's and he talks about the, what's the club called? Rathmore. Isn't that, Rathmore? What, no, the, uh, what, what's the name of the nightclub? Which we said we weren't, definitely not going to go and visit. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to Kelly's, that's it, it's Kelly's. I'm Kelly's. here to work. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the nightclub. I'll then. come to Kelly's. He's, he's <laughs> hell, but he says, oh, he's got some stories about that which you can tell us and all this stuff. So, I mean, McDowell is going to have the most support, I think. Um, and the, Brooks Koepka, because all the, a lot of the fans will know. It's really going to be brilliant, and I just feel that it's yeah. going to be... Sometimes when you're watching at the Open, it can be a bit polite, and, you know, there's some... You know, there's some applause here, there, and there's, but it might be the odd cheer. I think it's going to be almost raucous all four days, and I think it's just going to be superb, and I cannot wait for it to start on Thursday. Could there be any trouble, though, Bill? I've heard mumblings. Oh, well, it, it, it depends what... It, it, first of all, define trouble. Not, not thankfully, I don't think, in the sense of uh, the old, now we can now say old, hopefully forever old, troubles that afflicted uh, this part of the world for far too many years. But, you know, the world's media is here. The, 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 you know, the eyes of a lot of the world is on this, is on this place at the moment. And um, there could be people demonstrating for, whether it's over the abortion laws in Northern Ireland, 
um, or, or gay marriage or whatever and people some people could seize on this and I would understand them seizing on it as well not to disrupt it but to uh, but you know have, have some impact on it <clears throat> there's a big um, apparently on Saturday there's a big orange orange parade uh, which is flute bands and everything which if you can remove yourself from uh, being bothered by that and some people are is it can be good fun um, or it could cause a little bit of a disturbance yeah. but I don't think any of that disturbance will be seen on the actual golf course so um, I have I have no doubt so. that, the, that the fans at the golf course are going to make this a spectacular open and a really memorable <coughs> open for all the absolutely right reasons you're absolutely right I mean fortunately Northern Ireland is, always seems to have the magnifying glass on it whether it's about Laws or Brexit or whatever. Unfortunately, yeah. they're always in the in the middle of the conversation, yeah. especially at the moment. So, uh, we might have some interesting fun and games in the town, but golf is going to be super. Yeah, I, I it's, it's going to be a spectacular open. I cannot wait. I don't think that there's a so a couple of guys that we should we should mention. Tiger. We've always Bill. You don't you don't fancy Tiger to do well this week. I don't know. I I think Tiger's Tiger's still recovering from winning the Masters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm still reading yeah. from Tiger, Tiger <laughs> I think we all winning, are. Yeah. Tiger winning the Masters. Um, it, it, look, it's, it's, how many times has he played since he won the Masters? Um, not, I mean, not many. The answer is not enough. Has he played more or less than, uh, than Justin Rose? Exactly. So, Bill, I have this thing Justin Rose has not played enough golf this year. He right. got to world number one, and he, I feel like he's let, it, let the chance slip. Yeah. To stay at yeah. world number one. But yeah, Tiger's coming here straight from Pebble Beach. So, is he... Is he coming straight from Pebble Beach? I knew you were going to pick up on that. It's because he's been hanging... We haven't seen him for weeks. That does not mean he's not been playing golf. I feel he's just been around... He's been in Scotland and Ireland, I think, just playing loads of Lynx golf. Uh, well, he was in America last week, waking up at 1am in the morning to acclimatise. Do you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, Elliot believes everything he sees on the internet, so do be oh, careful. Right, okay. Well, it must be true if, it's, if, if, if it was on the internet. If Tiger's winning, waking up at one o'clock, it's not to prepare to come here. <laughs> we'll it's to go to well, Kelly's, mate. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We'll gloss a, over that. He's a changed man, Bill. Oh, is he? All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm going to gloss over that straight away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he nearly won last year, didn't he? He did. He did. He, did. he, he was winning nine holes to go, but. Um, and Mon and I actually, you know, I think Mon and I played the better golf over the, that, <coughs> that back nine. I do think you're right, Bill, that I don't think he's recovered from the Masters win. And with the change in the schedule, with the majors coming so quickly after each other, I think there's a few guys who've actually been caught out mm. by actually how much their workload's gone up mm. this part of the season. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, but, but, but that said, and as, as I've always said and always thought with Tiger is... Uh, um, the, the fact that you and I don't think he's going to do it does not mean he's not no, going exactly. to do it because he's Tiger Woods and therefore he's different to everybody else. And if, yeah. if, if he's physically okay and whatever, and he has a bit of luck and the weather's kind of, he's on the right side of the draw and all the rest of it, um, he may surprise us all. But I personally, having put money on him to win the Masters mm -hmm. this year, I am not putting any money on him to yeah. win this Open. One thing that you mentioned, Bill, obviously is the weather. The weather this week looks, I would say, without being generalising, looks very Irish. Really? I think it looks benign. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, well, I, I think... In the long term, they're talking about light rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, showers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not pelting down rain. They're talking Thankfully. about... 
about a light wind. Now here that means probably 12 to 15 miles an mm -hmm. hour, which is enough to ruffle your feathers. Yeah. Um, but relative to what it could be, uh, yeah. I think that fall, for me that falls in, into the benign thing. That said, the, the climate here, the, the weather here, the climate, the weather here can change extremely quickly as it can for any piece of land that's next to the sea. Yeah. And what's coming over the Atlantic. I would like to see at least one day when there's a wind above 20 miles. Well, yeah, we always, we've had, the Open has been a bit unlucky, I think, in the last few years. I th remember at Birkdale where Grace shot his 60, what did he shoot, 63? Or 62? 62. You saw it. I did. I, look, I said, it's been a long day, keep with me. But um, it was just glorious. There was not a breath of wind in there. And it makes the course look, because it, it, that's his main defence, is the weather. So if it's suddenly very easy conditions, these guys will rip it up. And um, it, Rory Macro as well. Who does that benefit? Benign conditions. Yeah, well, that's Rory does usually play well. Rory has shot 61 here when he was 16, didn't he? Obviously, it's a slightly different course now. But, um, yeah, we do want to see some... You want, we want to see the guys tested, don't we? You want to challenge. You, want to, you definitely want to challenge. And, and it's fun then to watch them. And, and, and it's fun to see them suffer a bit. Yeah, that's part of the Open Championship, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Mm. Absolutely. I do think it did go back to Tiger, you know, if because it, it's it's all relative. Tiger coming out of Florida, you know, where the temperatures in the in old money in the nineties, figure it out what that is in centigrade. Um, the 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 temperature over here this week, it looks like it's going to be in the mid sixties, maybe. Yeah. And what have you now for Tiger? That's quite cool. Um, and as at Pebble Beach, he did admit afterwards that in the sort of weather they had at Pebble Beach, which was cool. His arthritic body gives him complaint. Yeah, gives him jip, and uh, yeah, and it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be not that warm. I bought some jumpers and some waterproofs because I know I'm gonna need them. Um, but let's hope so. I mean, last year Carnoustie, if everyone can remember, it was the, the driest summer and whenever since 1970, whatever it was, mm. and uh, the first round they they couldn't control the ball at all. They could not control it. Sergio was driving it into a burn that was 400 yards away and, and things like that. Um, we're probably we're not that dry, but the thing which hurts the open is when it's really really wet and then yeah. they can start spinning the yeah, balls back soft. on the And yeah. we don't feel it's that either. So obviously we're going to go and have a look at the course and, and stuff like that. But I think I'm I'm hoping that the course because we you know it's been so long since it's been over here. Let's let's show it for what it is, and let's hope we get a bit of testing conditions here and there because we want to see some funny shots, don't we? No, absolutely. Because that's between that's the fun. That's the fun of open golf. But what you don't want to see is being able to knock it off, the, you know, into the middle of the fairway off the tee, and then knock it onto the green, as you say, put a bit of action on the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can see that other places. You yeah. Don't want we to see that. We see that every week on PJ Tour. Having the bump and rubbing it over yeah. the and people. Yeah. People love it because it's. It's like match play golf. We don't get it very often in the year. So let's, you know, when we've got the Lynx golf, let's have, let's have some really what, good Lynx golf. What the Open should be more than, and is more often than not, but what we wanted to be, at least what I wanted to be, and I think a lot of other people wanted to be, is a test of the imagination, not yeah. a test of your technical golfing skill. Yeah. I want to know what's inside your head and how creative you are. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, again, we talk about Tiger. He's has got that imagination we know and he can totally play all these different yeah. shots yeah, totally. whereas Rory has got a bit more imagination he has got some imagination no doubt he's a fantastic player and he's won the Open but he still is someone that usually does better in I think Rory had more imagination uh, four or five years ago I think Rory's become more of a um, um, 
it sounds funny to call Rory a limited golfer, but more limited in that respect. I think it, I, I think he's he's for whatever reason he's become more technical uh, um, kind of golfer, uh, a kind of seeking a strange kind of perfection in terms of the swing and so on. Um, and he talks about knowing he plays his best golf when he's carefree and using you know using his eyes and his senses and everything else, but. He doesn't do it often enough these yeah. days, and that's a pity. But this may be the week when you know, he yeah. lets the artist within him out. Yeah, and you talk about the head. Rory now enjoys meditation. He enjoys reading self-help books and, you know, all that malarkey. So That's always a bad sign. You know, that, <laughs> that could help him. That, he clearly knows that his head that hasn't could, been... I mean, that could it. help him, and I think the test is going to be... So we've seen when the, when the pressure's on at the Masters... And he's got to complete his grand slam. He's been close, but then when it really comes down to it, he can't do it. So we saw it two, uh, two uh, Augustas ago, didn't he? He was in the final group and he nearly hit it into another state off the yeah. first tee. Yeah. Um, so this this year, he's got so much pressure on him. Having said that, I have put money on Rory. So Because so, I just want to cheer him on because I really, really want Rory to win. Um, who, Elliot, now, question for you. At the guys that we haven't spoken about, who do you think there's that people should have an eye on? Uh, last week's Irish Open winner, John Rahm. Yep. Um, yeah. Who uh, did you who did you who did you see in a car? Now you always say we always put money on the first person that we spot at the open. Who was the first person that you spotted? Uh, I have to tell you, listeners, I saw Matt Kuchar. He was <laughs> he was in the front of an open branded van, go down Portrush High Street. Yeah. I think Kucha could do well. <laughs> because he, he, he done one at the Open before. He's having a cracking season. Fortunately, he wouldn't be very popular at the moment because he's not the most popular guy on tour because of the issues that he's had this year. But Kucha has got the game to win. And I wouldn't object to him winning either, although I agree with you that you know we all know what he did or didn't do this year. And, 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 and that's disappointing because he's gone from being a smiley, nice fella to somebody who some people think is not so. But... Um, I think it was very hard done to uh, um, whenever Jordan Spieth won his Open Championship and yeah. took forever on that 13th hole. <laughs> well, we I just think that was... I'm not saying Jordan Spieth did that deliberately, but I thought it was yeah. pretty disgraceful. Yeah, I mean, he took it... I mean, yeah, we were all there. And the thing about that is that Kucha played really... He, he played, played, played those last four holes, I think, two under par. Yeah. He's one shot clear... Yeah, four hours ago or whatever it was, and he, uh, shot, he, he shot. bogeyed the last, but yeah, he birdied fifteen and seventeen, well, I, and then suddenly he stood on the eighteenth tee and he was three back or whatever because Spieth went berserk, um, holding everything. So Spieth still hasn't won since then. It's been two years. Yeah, which is which you couldn't believe, could you? Spieth, I can't see Spieth doing well this week. I don't think he's going to keep trying to keep his ball on the course. Is the issue, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a driver's course, according to what the head pro told us. Uh, there's an interview on the website if you want to read that on our open section. Uh, that's because, obviously, there's going to be thick rough, as you would expect in open and pot bunkers. But the greens are a lot more so raised than many other open venues. So it's, it's really going to place a premium on finding the fairway to then find the greens. Because if you miss the fairways... It's probably potluck, isn't it? You've got to run the ball up to the, the raised greens. Probably a lot of false fronts from what he was saying. So, yeah, that suits Roy McIlroy as well right there. It does, yeah. And I don't think it suits Jordan Spieth. Could, right. 
Sorry, but if, if Rory McIlroy is to do anything, he needs to improve his play from 150 yards. Mm. And his wedge play for a world-class golfer is the worst of the world-class golfers. Yeah. Oh, it's been good, though, this year. His PGA's tour stats are all in the strokes gained compartment department he's top six in every single one apart from putting but he's that's because he's he's, like he's, he's, he's known Bill's right because he he realized that last year spe- specifically he wasn't good enough and that's what, what one of the things that he has really tried to improve i think we can almost say this week if McElroy putts well he will win oh well, wow okay there's a few people there's a few people who say that about it. i mean i still think if we talked about do we talk about brooks cup yes that's if i are gonna put money on anyone um it would be Brooks Koepka. Who, who, who just cannot be a favourite of a tournament. It's bizarre. He's won how many majors? Four out of the last six or whatever. He's finished one, two, one, two. Has yeah, he? this year. That's four majors. This year, yeah. He could, he could easily have won all the majors this year. And his caddy knows this course better than anybody else's caddy this week. And yeah. People forget, Ricky Elliott, to go back to him, who's Brooks Koepka's caddy, just to remind people. Ricky Elliott, at the time, he's a couple of years older than uh, Graham McDowell, but at the time when they were junior golfers, Ricky Elliott was, was a far better golfer than Graham McDowell. Graham mm. McDowell used to look up, up to him in admiration and, and hoping one day to play as well as him. Uh, it's turned out that Graham turned out to be the professional, but Ricky Elliott is a proper golfer and he has played that course more times than you have thus far visited Kelly's nightclub. <laughs> well, that's... Which is not hard. Well, that's not hard at the moment, but uh, I... <laughs> no, he's played it a lot, seriously. And um, he knows it. And a golfer of Brooks Kepka's stature with all the trophies that he has should not be missing a claret jug. So, surely if he wants to really write his name in the history books, he needs a claret jug. Yes. And I think this week is... Well, it might go down as his best chance in his career. He's got Ricky Elliott on the bag. He's clearly in the form of his life. So, yeah. Don't let that's past right. Brooks Kepka. Okay. Uh, and this, and this, you know, this. Perhaps we can talk if, if you want to later whether it's a good or bad thing. We think at the moment for the four majors coming one month after another. Uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but what it does do is, if somebody's in form, they they have that chance to run. Yeah, that's three. It. At least three out of the four, if not four out of the four. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And on the on on the other side, if, obviously, if you're out of form, not a form, it's it means bad news. You, it's yeah. really bad news. Yeah, so is. one person yeah. I would say is DJ. The DJ's had a few ch- changes in his coaching setup and stuff like that. Do we think he should? He's someone that's going to come in on, under the radar. He's played pretty decent in opens before. Yeah, he's got a great open record. You just he? said he's, he's going to suit someone who's who's a great driver. He's as good a driver as they are, as they come. So he's surely got a chance. No, Def- definitely. It's just how he turns up, doesn't it? But yeah, he does have a very good open record. It's, yeah, it's hard to look past him as well. There is a lot of people that's hard to look past. Justin Rose, who I've already said, is someone that we should definitely consider, but whether he's been playing enough or... Well, he played terrible, didn't he, in the final round at Pebble Beach? So, yeah, really, um, really He played terrible in the final round at Pebble Beach, but he was still in the final group. Yeah, because he had one of the best putting weeks of his life. He was second in putting for the week despite having a negative strokes gained in the final round, which... You love... You're, where are these stats coming from, Millie? Have you, have you swallowed the a, internet today? I'm a professional golf journalist. <laughs> You're a professional something. I won't say what it is. Something we can only aspire to. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I... I don't know. Justin seems strange. I'm, I'm not, I've known Justin since he was a teenager. And, and, and this year, watching him, as I have done... 
And I'm not saying he's not trying. I don't mean that for a moment. But he seems strangely disengaged. Mm. I don't, I, I, Does that strike you? I think I love Justin Rose. I, yeah. He's always one of the guys I, I support, even though someone in the office always goes on and on about him. We'll talk about Nick Bonfield going on and on and on about wanting to put money on him. So you, you put, yeah, you always want him to not win. So Nick doesn't win loads of money. But uh, he's someone that really get behind. But I just this year I've just been so frustrated with him because. He had that, you know, he got to world number one. He loved that, and then he just let it go. I just, I just get very frustrated about it. Yeah. He hasn't played, didn't play in Ireland or Scotland, did he? No. I just, I don't understand it. But anyway. did, but did play, although he missed the cut in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah well, it, done. well, exactly. <laughs> uh, Saudi Arabia could be the next Open Championship host. Well, why not? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, it, it ticks all the boxes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. yes. <clears throat> um, anyone else that we want to think say that? you know, got a chance that we should consider. Oh, I've done my best. It's, Bill, you've put your hand up. Yeah, I have, I have sir, yes. <laughs> I have indeed. Yeah, well, I, look, I think he's potentially the next really big thing, Xander Shuffle. Oh, well said. Who, yeah. sa- who sounds like a dessert in a French restaurant, doesn't he? <laughs> but I, I think, I, I'm really, really impressed with him. He, he reminds me in many ways of a young Gary player, although he's got a more elegant swing than Gary had. Uh, but I, I just... He's, I can't see the weakness in him, and he's down. He's gaining experience yeah. and what have you. I, I, did well last year, didn't he? Did it? brilliantly last year. He had a really good run on it, and he was still in it with two holes to go. He just couldn't find. I think he bogeyed seventeen, didn't he? That's it. He had issue with because he was he not actually leading. Yeah, he was, uh, leading. He was leading on the seventeenth yeah. hole, and we thought he was he would come come a cropper because the pressure was really getting onto him and he, he could quite visually see that he was leading and he knew it. Well, he was leading after 54 holes, I believe, and then he, he had a double, then two bogeys and three holes on the front nine, brought it back and then ultimately had a little bit of a mare on 17. Which is fair enough because it's the 17th for Carnoustie, which is a tricky, very, very tricky hole. He doesn't get the chance, as few people do on a lot of the courses on the PGA Tour, where the, you, there's really not much need for imagination. Mm. You know, there's a need for other things, but not for imagination. But I think he showed last year, didn't he? Do we all agree that he has? Oh, he, he has the imagination, which is the crucial for me. The crucial yeah, and he, I think he's a great, uh, if a, a very good betting tip because well, he, he's never that short odds. He's, no. you, you'll get him at twenty-five to one. Yeah. No problem at all. Well, I placed money on him uh, about uh, after the Masters um, for this for this Open. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. got more than twenty-five. Well, I, I, I can I can imagine that. Another very odd ball I'm going to pick out there is Eric Van Broyen, 175 to one. Played well last week. Played well last year at the Open, and I don't know if he's ever actually won a European Tour event, but maybe. He uh, he could raise his game. He, did, he played very week. well last week, didn't he? So he's in there. The two I'm going to say. So I've had done my betting tips. If anyone wants to read those betting tips, then do Google golf betting tips in your CR page, and you can click on that. But the two are the two people I want to say. One is thirty-three to one. One is two hundred to one. So that's exciting, isn't it? Thirty-three to one, Henrik Stenson. Oh, no, ask, yeah. I was just about to ask you about Henry Stenson. He played really well last week. So he's had three top tens in a row, and. Obviously, he played in that incredible duel uh, with Phil Mickelson at Troon when he went on to win his first major. Mm. And I love Stenson. I think he's got he's got such a good links game because the, he just knows his game. He can know he can hit that three wood like a laser down the middle of the fairway every time. 
And he's sitting the driver in now, isn't he? I were, exactly. With what looks like a three-wood shaft. Yeah, which it probably, probably, probably is. I know he's. I know that the, the famous blue shaft was yeah. three-wood. They don't make it anymore. And he said in an interview that he's got his loft is full of about 30 of them. He's bought up every last one of them. Really? Because he never wants to ever lose it. <laughs> and... Um, Stenson, a great player, coming in well under the radar because he has had a slightly disappointing season. All on the back of you slagging him off in the first podcast of the year earlier. Do you remember that? No, no, well, you completely got the wrong end of the stick of that. (laughs) But yeah, I completely agree with you. He played really well last week. Another one who was a uh, a Ryder Cup wildcard pick last year, Sergio Garcia. Got a feeling about him. Yeah, he he, he can. And yeah, Lee Westwood. You said you've said Westwood twice now. Forty-six years of age. He won the Ned Bank last year, so knows he's still got the game. If you were going to say Lee Westwood would win a major, it would be an Open Championship. So had his had his chances, maybe, maybe. Oh, can you imagine Lee Westwood winning the Claret Jug? I, I, um, yes, I can imagine it. Yes, he had his chance. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Newfield. To be he, fair, I can't really imagine it. He's had a few chances. He has had his few chances. I he's, think his best chance would have been the U.S. Open, but I mean, it's not that. I'm afraid, Lee. Much as I like you. And I do. Um, I think these major chances have gone. Yeah, but if you get, do you know, you're right there. But as you said, if suddenly he gets on the right side of the draw, but it's a bit of luck given there, suddenly he could be nearest the leaderboard. You never know. Another player teeing up with. You're Pike. just. I, I haven't said my second one yet. But keep, go on, keep going. Two hundred to one. Isn't it? Exactly. Um, you, we, people are going to keep listening until they find this amazing tip. He is <laughs> teeing up with Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed this week. Matt Wallace. Likes to rise to the occasion and he will absolutely love playing with Tiger Woods this week. And I don't really think he'll play bad. I think he'll rise to the occasion. I think that's quite a good shout. He will love playing with Tiger and he'll probably relish it. Also, he's just don't be, I just hope he doesn't get too angry with himself. Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell, stop throwing clubs, Tyrrell. For goodness sake, you're a really good links player. Yeah, I love Tyrrell Hatton, <laughs> but... Perhaps he should see a Stop. psychologist. <laughs> it's, 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 maybe he needs to do meditation with Roy McElroy. Maybe that will help him out. The guy who is my 200 run pick, oh, yeah. who stopped going, is a guy who, whose name I can't say. What's his name? Does Whedon help? No, no. Jazz. Oh, yeah. Come on, what's his surname? Jazz, <laughs> Jazz Jana Watananand. Thank you. I always make Elliot say the hard surname. Asian Tour Order Merit Leader. He is not, he's, he's leading, I saw the other, he's leading it by miles. He's 200 to 1. He's 52nd in the world now. He's won three times this year, 11 top 10s. He's 200 to 1. Has he ever played in an Open? uh, Yeah, he missed the cut last year. Yes, yes. That's that's why he's 200 to 1. But he's playing... I was looking for an outsider. I could not believe it. I get such long odds on him. And you've got to remember, some of those bookmakers out there this week, they always do big big offers, but they go each way better. Uh, sure. Top ten, sure. I know. Do look at, at the uh, the fraction of the odds that they offer you, but um, he's he's my big outside tip. Brilliant was, tip, Tom. Was he's, that well worth the wait? Was it? Yeah. So he's twenty three years old. He won the Singapore Open last year. How does he year. Know, see? He has not looked this up. How do you know he's twenty three years old? Have you swallowed the internet today? No, he is. He's in my outsiders for the Open. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He won the Singapore Open last year. Alongside the likes of Sergio Garcia, Paul Casey and Matt Fitzpatrick. He won the Colon Career Open a few weeks ago. And uh, Colon? <laughs> yeah, I said that right. Yep, uh, he's just yep. a phenomenal talent. Colon with a K. <laughs> oh, right. that's, a, that's a relief. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at the best players under the age of 25 on Planet Golf, 
Uh, Jazz Jana Watananand is in the top 10 easily. And hopefully we'll see him a lot in the future. Yeah. So here, there we go. We've given we've we've now tipped half the field, but one of those guys hopefully you, will finish you, top ten. Can you just say his name slowly one more time? <laughs> Jazz Jano Watananond. It's pretty close. It's better yeah. than I can do. Right. Right. I think we've chatted enough about the Open. I hope you're as excited about it as we are. As I say, do check out the Golf Monthly website. We're here all week. We'll be doing lots of updates for us uh, for you. There's going to be great insight. The whole lot. Uh, what about your food challenge? Oh, I've got my food challenge here where I have to eat everything in the... Um, to explain to podcast listeners what that is. Uh, every year, I go into the food tent, whatever we call it. What do we call it? Restaurant? Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's not really a restaurant, it's a big marquee. <laughs> and I pick four dishes and I eat all four of the dishes and then give it a rating. Uh, sometimes that's like the, uh, the so, golf and Greg Wallace. Exactly. It? So last year, what did I eat last year? Fish and chips, pizza, and a burger. burger. Yeah, I was only three last year, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, it is quite a challenge, but it's quite tasty. Can you remember which food and beverage item won last year? I think it was the fish and chips. Yeah. So yeah. The so bur- this is the official RNA catering. Exactly. exactly. So exactly. If you're coming to the Open this week, mm. I'll, if I do this tomorrow. Check it out on the website and I'll tell you what to buy. Yeah, and you'll be guaranteed ch- to have a fantastic meal because of my recommendation. It's not cheap, is it? So really, you need to make a decision based on an authoritative review. And Tom likes his food an awful lot. <laughs> and you know you can trust him. And it's, is there a healthy option? Do any, um, are they doing any this, quinoa? And- <laughs> I'd be honest with you, that's not really up my street. No, you don't go for that. <laughs> if you want okay. your quinoa, then, you know, good luck, but I won't be testing we it. We have a sweepstake in the office every week, Bill, when Tom goes out to lunch. It's either KFC, um, the food van in the B&Q car park. Right. Which, Delicious baguettes. Um, he loves a Greg's, he loves a McDonald's, and he loves a Burger King. Exactly. Isn't it nice? And yet, and yet you remain still. And yes, look at me. I yeah. still am only about 19 stone. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's that's just one piece of the great open content that we'll be doing. We'll probably do that tomorrow. You can film me doing it. Cool. Right. We are going to end with our quiz. And this is very exciting. Bill is going to be quiz master. Strictly as well. Oh, where, where are you going, Bill? I'm taking the central seat. Bill, we need you by the microphone. <laughs> then you can't look over my shoulder. I'll come back. Bill, sit here with the microphone and I'll... Yeah. <laughs> right, as ever, ten questions, ten answers. Sam's done the quiz. Now, Sam's taken a bit of abuse the last few weeks for some dodgy questions. I, I, I must have drunk ten pints yesterday and then a tequila and some... Prosecco. So if I win this, it will be a miracle. Okay? There we go. I've got that out of the way. Right. Bill is going to be Quizmaster. Right. Let's go. Question one. Oh, you're ready. Question one. St Andrews aside, which course has hosted the Open Championship? It says here the most times. I'm going to say, St Andrews aside, which course has hosted the Open Championship more than any other? Just so, Sam. Sam, you just got... uh, You just got... Edited there by Bill, like that. Oh, good grief! I've got to come up with a with someone. Right, there we go. Oh, that's a complete stab in the dark. Elliot, it's Port Rush. Put Port Rush down. Right, question two. <laughs> right, question two. Which English golf course has hosted the Open the most amount of times? 
I might, that means I might have to. That means I might have to change my first answer. Question three. Question three from twenty ten onwards. Can you name three winners of the silver medal with a point for each? From twenty ten onwards. Twenty ten onwards. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Question four. Which course will host the 2022 Open Championship? 2022. What year are we in now? Uh, 1931. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elliot's just the machine. I can't... I know. They announced this the other day, didn't they? No, they didn't. Right. Moving on. Oh, God. Who was the last player to win back-to-back Open Championships? Now, that's really easy. <laughs> I can't think of anything. My brain's broken. <laughs> Don't say that as well. That makes me say, oh, right. no, I've, I know what it is. Yes. You've got to stop watching <laughs> Cricket World Cup. Hang on a minute. Right, hang on. What was question four? <laughs> yeah, right. Question five. Who was the last... Oh, no, we did that one. Question six. Who was the first golfer born in America to win the Open Championship? The first born golfer in America. born in the USA not an American citizen in that sense but born in America and therefore an American citizen I have no idea at all about that do you know the answer to that no I don't good it's only the second one I knew the answer to I might I know that he was American and Scottish wasn't he I'm not saying anything shh well he can't be American Scottish he was born in America exactly um, right, uh, four, South Afri- four South Africans have won the Open Championship. Name them. Half a point for each. Half a point? Half, that's what it says here. Four South Africans have won... Have the- won the Open Championship, yeah. I mean, think of three, but not four. <laughs> I've put the same answer down about four times. Excellent. Right, <laughs> question eight. Name is the only French winner of the Open. Oh, no. I'll give you a clue. It's not Jean van der Velde. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, I'm, I actually knew that one. I didn't, I didn't know about the others, but I knew that one. I'm thinking of a, what's a, French, what's a funny French name. Okay, right, well, okay. Pierre? <laughs> Making me laugh. Indeed. Right. Right, moving on. Out of the current courses on the Open Rota, which golf course, aside from Portrush, has hosted the event the least? Can you say that again? I'll do it. <laughs> Out of this. Where is that? Out of the current courses on the Open Rota... This is how I speak when I've had two bottles of wine. <laughs> Out of the current courses on the Open Rota, which golf course, aside from Portrush, has hosted the event the least? Oh, yeah. Just to confirm, Bill has not had two bottles of wine. Uh, right, I've got an answer. You've got an answer? Question 10. Right, question 10. What did the Open Championship do for the first time in 1980? I know the answer to this one too. I was there. I was not born. Elliot wasn't born. The first time in 1980, yes. what did it do? Yes. <sighs> What did it do? It was at St Andrews. Uh, um, okay. As it happens. Right, question 11. Question 11? Question 10. 
No, that was what did the Autumn Championship do for the first time in 1980. How many questions are there? Six, 15. 15? Yeah. Sam? I've only yes. done nine answers. What yeah. was question nine? Question nine, nine was, out of the current courses on the open road, which golf course aside from Port Rock, has hosted the event the least? So this is... Did you quickly go through all the questions again? I've missed one out. No, I don't know. I've got... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm confused. Are you, are you here? What was question 10? I'm confused. Yeah. What do they do first in 1980? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm so confused. Uh, it's and there's 15, uh, there's 15 questions? There are 15 questions, yeah. Sam. I can only tell you what's written down. I know, yeah, that's fine. Just yeah. fo- you're just following orders. <laughs> right, okay. Are you ready for question 11? Yes. How many rounds of 63 have, been, have there been in the Open Championship? Oh, there's been quite a few, hasn't there? Okay, but I put a number down, it's going to be wrong. Okay, question 11, that was. Question 12. Uh, how many yards is the 2019 Open Championship venue at Royal Port Rush? Closest wins. <sighs> You're going to know exactly what that is, aren't you? No? Okay. Okay. Question th- uh, 13. Which of these is not a name of one of the holes at the Open venue? <laughs> 2019, White Rocks, Himalayas, or Alps? Yep. Okay. Who designed the 2019 open venue? The original bit. The original bit? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, don't you? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Don't you? Do I? Oh. (laughs) My favourite designer. Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger? That's the man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the final question. Who was the last Open winner to win in just his first appearance? Who was the last Open winner to win on the first and appearance? his first appearance in the Open, yeah. And, and you should know, even I know that one. Bill, you should have done this, Chris. I should have done this because I who? thought I'd known none of them. But I, I, well, I might only know about six of them. Who six won out of 15. first Open? <sighs> This is dreadful. This is dreadful. Right. You're going to win with... You're not going to... I haven't even answered the last two. Okay. No. I think we're not back on yet. You have smashed me in it. Right. Elliot can go back over there. Right. Elliot's back on the mic. Right. The answers, please, Bill. Right. The, the answer to the first question, St Andrews aside, which, of course, has hosted the Open Championship the most times, is Presswick. Oh, I should have got that. 24 times. Yeah, I got that. Did you? Yeah. Right. Answer the question two, which English golf course has hosted it the most amount of times? The answer is, Tom? St George's? Correct. Oh, I went for Liverpool. 14 times, not including 2020 when it was hosted. I, t- I actually had St George's written down as my first answer as well. <laughs> right, yeah, here's the one that I hadn't a clue about. From 2010 onwards, can you name three winners of the silver medal? Right. I've got Locke, Lewis, and Plant. I've got Locke, Plant, and Lewis. Oh, right. Well, that's boring. Yep, they are there. So you get, you get uh, a, what do you get? A point for each of those. Thank you get three goodness points for each. That. Yeah. The, the others were Yin Yong. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh. Jordan Nybrugger. And the three you uh, mentioned. That, that was very well pronounced. Yeah, there as it was well. good. You can come and do my surnames. It's because I'm Northern Irish. <laughs> right, uh, question four Which course will host the 2022 Open Championship? 
Top, um, Elliot? Uh, Royal Liverpool. Got Liverpool. Correct. Oh. I put it down. I remembered. Because I remembered. So lucky. I worked it out. No, I remembered it. Okay, last player to win back-to-back Open Championships. You both have this. It is... Harrington? Correct. Thank goodness for that. I just suddenly came to my head. Right. Uh, question <laughs> six. Who was the first golfer born in America to win the Open Championship? <laughs> what did you put for this? Uh, ben Hogan. <laughs> I put Stuart. That's the only thing I've written down. I was trying to think of a Scottish name. Who was so it? I think it was in 19... It was 1922. Uh, it was Walter Hagen. So you thought... Ah, was it? Yeah. Jock Hutchinson won a year earlier, but he was actually born in Scotland. That's who you might have been thinking. Fact. There we go. Fact. That's who you might have been thinking. Right. OK. Four South Africans have won the Open Championship for half a point each. Name them. I'll take yours first. Tom. Ernie Els. Correct. And we'll take one from you. Louis Eusthuizen. Yes. And back to you, Tom. Gary Player. Correct. And back to you. Uh, Bobby Locke. Correct. Locke. I've got Locke written down. So you get four as well? Yeah. Oh. And, well, I, know, I know South African golfers. OK. The only French winner of the Open, which is a question I need I the put answer to. Herbert. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Pierre Herbert. <laughs> I could think. Yeah, Herbert. Exactly. Really? He's a he French golf. <laughs> what did you put? Uh, nil. <laughs> nil. You didn't want quite. You didn't want anything. Nil point. It was uh, was of course in 1907, and it was to some of us the famous Arno Massi. Oh, she got that. Okay. Uh, question nine. Out of the current courses on the Open Road, to which golf course has hosted the event the least, not counting Port Rush? Oh, I think it's Turnberry. Turnberry. Yes. How look. many times? How many times? Four. Five, isn't it? Four. Is it no four? extra points, but oh. you're right. Well, is it four? Yes. So who won? It Watson, is four. Sink. Watson, well, I know that. Watson, Sink, Nicholas, and... Is that right? No. Oh, Nick Price did, didn't he? Nick Price went at the... Was, it Nick, was, was that there? Was it Turnberry? It might well have been, yeah. I can't... I, I, I get confused. I've seen too many of them. So. <laughs> Noted. Right. Uh, question uh, uh, do, do, do. Question 10 was what did the Open Championship do for the first time in 1980 I was there and Tom what did it do I, I said it was on colour TV that's completely wrong that's a good shout uh, I went for a four hole playoff for the first time no it's the first time it, the final round was played on Sunday really when Seve won in 1979 at Royal Lytham he won on a Saturday there you go I didn't know that fact yeah. There we go, right. Right, moving on. Uh, how many rounds of 63 have there been in the Open Championship? This was question 11. Five? Six. The answer is 11. Whoa. Oh. I, see I, knew Sa- I, I see what Sam's done there. Yeah. Question 11 and the answer was 11. Well, well done, well, Sam. Right. Okay. Well done, Sam. Brilliant. Right, okay. I'm really happy um, for you, Sam. Elliot, ha- uh, what is the length of this uh, Royal Port Rush course uh, this it week? It is, Bill, 7,389 yards. <laughs> Seven three eight nine. I'll just make a note. There. I put seven three four six. Well, I have to tell you, the actual event, the actual thing, is two yards shorter than you set. It's seven thousand three hundred forty-four. <laughs> That's a very good effort. <laughs> it's, it's not a very good effort. He's not happy, but I think I've mucked up the last three. But never mind. Right. Which of these is not a name of one of the holes? This is easy. At the twenty nineteen Open Venue, White Rocks, Himalayas, or Alps? Alps. Alps. Correct. There is White Rocks and there is Himalayas. Right. Okay, the who designed the original Royal Port Rush? You'd be ashamed of yourselves if you don't get the answer to this. Uh, do you know Elliot? No. <laughs> I've written I've written Colt. 
Because I was thinking of a designer. Yeah, I've written, written who, sorry? Colt. A cult. Well, I've you? written Colt's first name, which is Harry. And Colt. Well, you get half a point. Deep. Well, have you? Look, I've, I, wrote, I meant I wrote both of his names. It, it is Harry Colt. Oh, that's come from nowhere. <laughs> that's come from nowhere. What was the question 15? I didn't write anything. I might come up with that. Who was the last open winner to win in Justice's first appearance? Okay, I, on, this was I, easy. I, well, you it was say, at Royal St George's. You say, what, 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 it was going to be... Well, it wasn't Louis Eustazen. No, I don't know. I don't know. No ben answer. Curtis. Oh, I should have got that. I should have got, got that. Right, there we go. Right, so, count them so, up. So what happened in the end? One, two, three, four, five. I had 13 out of 15. That's very good. Did you give yourself half a point for L's player? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, we'll do it properly then. Did you give yourself a point for each one? So what, you got 11? So you got 11. You only take two. I got 11, yeah. I got 12. <laughs> Come on. You literally guessed half of those as well. Yep, but very educated guesses, aren't oh. they? Bill, thanks ever so much for being my quiz pleasure. master. My pleasure. Sam, I, thanks I for... Six. Thanks for the quiz. Do tell us next time if you're going to add some more questions, because it was, yes, so we can tell people. Yes, and uh, please word them better. Yes, please do, please do. Um, oh, anything else to have a go at Sam with, which he can't defend himself with? Make more tea? <laughs> make um, more tea in the office, because you don't make enough tea. No, some very good questions, though, are there, I thought. Very good, very good. Very good. Uh, Bill, sorry, quickly, before we go, mm -hmm. what is your greatest open memory from the 40-odd opens that you attended? My greatest open memory from the 40-odd that I have, that would probably be... In your, in your own time, Bill. Greg Norman winning at Royal St George's. Oh, there you go. What do you remember about that week? I, 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 what do I remember? I remember him giving me a sweater at the end of the 18 holes on the Sunday because I told him, my younger son, who I spoke to on the phone, who I know Greg and, and my son had met Greg, and he said, tell Greg that's the coolest sweater. It's the sweater with the shark on it, on the back. Do you remember that? No. I'll show you a picture of it <laughs> later. Um, but my son told me, tell Greg when you see him, that's the coolest sweater I've ever seen. And I saw Greg about five minutes later as he made his way into the media centre and told him what James had said. And he smiled, took the sweater off and said, here you are, give it to him. I haven't given it to him yet. <laughs> <laughs> True. Love it. Love it. What's your greatest open memory, Elliot, from your three opens? It would be watching Cooch and Spieth battle it out at Birkdale after watching in the media centre and then going out and seeing it in person and just being like, wow, this is actually happening. And the first thing I noticed was just how loud the shouts of Cooch were. It was like being at a football. It was raucous as well, wasn't it? The, the stewards couldn't. Uh, the um, what they called stewards? Yeah. Yeah, they called them stewards. Yeah. They couldn't hold people back out the rough, could they? Uh, and then the next day, sorry, the first day I followed McElroy and DJ in the first round inside the ropes, and it was just, I was just absolutely stunned. Do you know what my greatest memory was? It's the fish and chips from last year. Lovely. Anyway, thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. As ever, do check us out on social media, at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram, Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Do check out the Golf Monthly website this week. We've got loads of really good stuff out there. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting away. Thank thanks, ever, thanks ever so much for coming down here. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. and Elliot, just so you know, uh, pint of Guinness, please.